0: Uh. Let's go. It. Let's a chance, go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Move on, baby. Who this? Ooh, this. Ooh, this. Girl, you're missing with the
1: wrong one. This is, this is. Now I'm flexing, cause I'm on. I'm on. Flex, 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 flex flexing all. Flex, flex, uh. flex
0: all Welcome back to NBA University. Uh, we're getting back into the flow of things. and going to start releasing them uh, back to how we used to. Uh, we're going to jump back into the previous episode when we are talking about the NBA draft. Uh, we ended it sort of around the late first round draft. So, I'm going to just pick right back up from there um, and start talking from the 23rd pick of when technically the Jazz drafted Darius Baisley, but um, was then sent to the Thunder. Um, what did you think of that pick? Quick coach's timeout. Uh, the 23rd pick was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies from the Utah Jazz originally in the Mike Connolly deal, Uh, and then the uh, Memphis Grizzlies sent it over to the Oklahoma City Thunder to get uh, Brandon Clark.
1: I was never super high on Darius Baisley, but in the combine he performed pretty well and workouts and stuff, I heard he was impressing a lot of people. Um, I'm not... I mean, I completely understand the go-get-your-money type thing instead of go to college. But I wasn't crazy about that G League jump where then he chose, like, not to play in the G League and just work out for a year. So, I mean, for him to be drafted in the first round, there's obviously a lot of thought there is high potential there. But overall, um, I mean, I'm just not crazy about Taylor Baisley.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same camp as you. I think I, I really didn't like the... I don't understand just working out um, you can certainly get better and really work on your craft uh, but you can never simulate the speed of the game you, you can't really work on that type of uh, that part of your game and i think that's the most important i mean sure you can do between legs step back five times in a row and hit a corner three but um, i think when it comes to the game it's you're speeding yourself up and it doesn't necessarily translate so i think having a whole year off is never typically a good thing for someone that's 18 19 years old um and i think he's got a long way to go um kind of interesting oh god
1: especially when the best competition he's played against his high school kids
0: right so it's it's a huge leap for him Um, he needs to put on a ton of weight he's very slender and I just think um, I thought it was a, a pretty poor pick for the Thunder. Um, obviously, they thought they were in playoff contention at that point, um, so they like to draft someone that they can develop. But um, I think he's, as Frank Schillace once said about Bruno Caballero, he's two years away from being two years away. I just and- I just don't didn't like that pick that early. I, but um, moving on, I mean, who did you like towards the end of that draft? Uh, I think I can answer that one. But
1: <laughs> There's two of them. Uh, Kevin Gelly to the Clippers, which I kind of wish the Nets kept him, but Clippers now, he's in a good spot there also. And the Spurs getting Keldon at the end of the first round is still, to this day, the most mind-boggling thing I've seen in the NBA draft in a while fact that a guy that I truly thought was a top 10 guy was 29. And was great in summer league for the limited action he got.
0: Yeah, I mean, he scored about 29 on like six dribbles or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, I thought Spurs crushed it again with Keldon Johnson. Um, it's gonna, it reminds me a lot of when they got DeJounte Murray at 30. I think it's a freshman that had a limited role in college and is going to come out and show exactly what he's worth. So, uh, I Also, really...
1: the Spurs are a lot like the Patriots, where like even if you don't know who they draft, you're just like, yep, yeah, that works. They probably got a good guy. Like For me, when they drafted Derek White, I didn't see a ton of them, but I was like, mm, they drafted him, he's got to be good. And <laughs> obviously, he's already good, so I'm sure Kelvin Johnson will work out just fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Spurs have a knack for drafting guys that can really doggy defensively. Um and then they're athletic enough that if they're put into a you know, continuity offense that they can make something happen. Um they're not gonna be asked to make something uh make a play one on one very often. Uh, it's very dribble drive oriented where people are collapsing the defense, kicking it out and either hit a jump shot or you attack the rim. So uh relatively simple reads for them and I think that just fits perfectly for Kelvin Johnson Um, I personally I liked not as little going to the Blazers we did project that but um, sort of fits a need that the Blazers had they haven't really had a a true small forward in a long time Um, and I think he can develop behind guys like Rodney Hood Uh, and I think he can be an impact rookie, uh, at least later in the year. Um, Maybe not quite in the playoffs, but I think he's going to be very good for the Blazers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think his biggest thing for me is just his energy level and how much effort he wants to give. I think when he's, like, locked in and focused, he's pretty tough to to keep in front and uh, can make a big impact on... Ideally, both ends of the floor. Right now it's just offensively, but I'm sure a defense will come along once he, he gets punched in the mouth a few times. But, um, yeah, I think that, that fits well with what the Blazers are trying to do and can replace some of um, Amino and Harkless.
0: Yeah. Um, but how about Dylan Windler in the Summer League? I thought he was –
1: And how about him being the first-round pick? I wasn't ready for that one really
0: yeah i think he's he, him and uh, another guy we'll get to next um i didn't see it in the first round but um really like dylan lindler's game in the in the summer league i mean his range is increased by like 10 feet <laughs> um since he left belmont i think it, if he can really knock down the outside shot the way he shot it in summer league and
1: um he, sh- he shoots just like Luke Kennard. I know they're both lefty and that's like a soft comparison, but I'm just saying, watching him shoot, it, I feel like I'm watching Luke Kennard.
0: Yeah, and he has a little bit more size. Uh, I think that he can be very successful in the NBA. It's, just, it's tough when he's going to be on the Cavs and they're rolling out a, a college team every night. <laughs> it's going to be tough to to stay motivated and not get frustrated with the amount of times they're going to lose by 30, 40 points. So, um, but I, I like that pick for them. Um, some picks that I I did not like were uh, Jordan Poole, of the Warriors. Um, I I've been on and off with Jordan Poole all all season, and I didn't I didn't see him really as a first round pick and. I mean, you know what you're going to get from him. He's Nick Young Jr., just going to hoist up some shots. He'll play hard on defense, but isn't very good on that side of the ball. Um, can't really play make. I mean, there's plenty of guys that they could have gotten that had higher potential. and um, So I don't know. What do you think of him? Yeah, I
1: mean, I didn't think he was a first-round pick either, but I also kind of see what the Warriors are doing. I mean, they need someone that's a shot maker outside of Steph and Clay, especially with KD gone. And I know they have D'Lo now, who's definitely a shot maker. But just they, I feel like they've always behind KD, never had a like a true wing scorer, uh, uh, and I I will can bring at least a little bit of that. And he's if you watched him in college, he's a big shot maker, so. I mean, I get that, but I, I don't know if I get that at
0: 28. Yeah. I mean,
1: if that, like, if that was like a 40, 35 to 40 range, I wouldn't have too big of a deal with it. But 28, I think you're right about getting someone maybe a little better.
0: Yeah, I mean, the two guys behind him, Keldon Johnson, and Kevin Porter Jr., thought uh, can do the, the same thing, but offer something else. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on to round two. Um, any picks that you saw or big steals, um, reaches, what would you think of the second round?
1: Uh, I think a lot of people will say the Nets taking Claxton at the beginning of the second round to reach. For me, I feel like that's completely fine. I'm a big Claxton guy, but that is a developmental project for sure. Um, but I know that, like you had said, the Nets need a a big body at center to go behind Jared Allen, and they got that in DeAndre Jordan, but uh, Claxton doesn't really fit that mold. He's more of like a playmaking, like obviously a lot bigger than Draymond Green, but the way Draymond plays offensively is how Claxton would kind of like to play. Have the ball in his hands and initiate the offense and that type of deal. Um, Not a great shot maker, but getting a little bit better. So I do like that for the Nets. Uh, Carson Edwards has (laughs) been pretty much outstanding for the Celtics already he's going to do exactly what he did in college and just score, 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 and play as hard as he possibly can. Uh, I think that fits the Celtics very well. And then I think the Hawks capped off a great draft with getting their center and Bruno Fernando at 34 uh, trading up to get him. So at the top of the second round, I think the team did really solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first few picks of the second round, uh, outside of KZ, I'm not a huge fan of him, but um, yeah. yeah, but
1: he fits the heat. Play hard defensively and don't be able to score.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even Marcus Silva to the Pelicans. I mean, he showed a ton of flash in, in summer league. And think he can be a guy who can play in the NBA for a while. Um, I thought the Hornets really missed. Uh, there has been rumors that they drafted the wrong Martin twin. Um, it is odd that Cody Martin got drafted and Colby didn't, because um, Cody Martin was more of the point guard kind of playmaker, and then Colby was the other, he's the scorer, the one taking most of the shots. So it was interesting that it took him. Uh, but you know who Carson Edwards reminds me of is a much better Eddie House. And, um, okay. Someone who can just hit... Also
1: significantly more athletic. Let's give him credit where it's due. of
0: course. But, like, that style <laughs> of, hey, I'm going to make six, seven ridiculously tough shots a game and can't really do anything about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just ruin your attitude forever because you felt like you played great defense and that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and he's going to definitely come in this season and hit a ton of big shots um, to help them win games and he's think he's going to be really effective for him. I think it's just ironic that the 76ers technically drafted him when that's the type (laughs) of player they need. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, the top of the draft is really well. I think the Bulls got a huge steal in Daniel Gafford, really showing how dominant he was in summer league. I think he can be a Tyson Chandler-type player, um, and getting him at 38 is huge. Um, and then, sort of as a, the draft went along and kind of went as expected, um, I thought the Nuggets were smart and jumping in and drafting Bull Bull. Uh, I think at 44, that's great value. He, he can turn into something special, and having him just sit on the bench for an entire year, learn behind a guy like Jokic, um, that could be a really scary combo for him, if you can him.
1: And they just did it with Michael Porter Jr., so, I mean, they have experience in handling situations like that, so do the same thing over again. Right. I mean,
0: Tim Connolly is a smart GM. Mike Lone's a great coach. I mean, the guys love him, so I think he he's in a perfect situation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, any late late second-round guys that you like?
1: Um, so, I wasn't crazy about this pick when it happened, but the Clippers taking Terrence Mann. To me, Terrence Mann was an undrafted guy just because skill-set-wise, um, he's more like a Theo Pinson kind of how he translates. Like, he's not really going to score for you. He'll defend, he'll rebound. He's the type of guy that will end a game with, like, two points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Um, but that... I, I wasn't really seeing him as an NBA player. And then in Summer League, he looked outstanding. Um, so the two, the Florida State connection that the Clippers drafted looked very solid for them. Um, and then I also like Kyle Guy impressed me with – I know he's, he he handled the ball a little bit in college and made some plays. Like He always had one or two fancy passes at some point, driving – like keep his dribble alive under the hoop and then let it off to a big guy. Uh, but he played point guard for the Kings in Summer League, and I thought he looked – way better than I expected him to look at that position so um, he can bring his shooting ability and a little bit of playmaking along with him. I think he fits really well with the Kings.
0: Oh I love that Kyle guy pick. Uh, I thought he's, for me I don't see that big of a difference between him and Tyler Hero. Um, I'm very low on Tyler Hero but I don't think there's that big of a difference and if you're getting a, a guy that was drafted in the lottery but Getting that 55, uh, I think that's a huge, huge pick for the Kings. And um, certainly he'll share some time on the court with Buddy Heald. That is a dynamic (laughs) shot-making duo right there. I mean, Buddy Heald was, uh, his shooting last year was record-setting. Buddy Heald finished the season with a three-point percentage of 42.7%. That ranked him ninth in the entire league you account for the volume of shots, only Steph Curry shot a better percentage on more attempts. Building a guy like Kyle Guy into that backcourt is going to work well for them. But I mean, for me, I really, really like Celtics getting Trey Waters, um, getting another floor general can really run things. Um, despite his size, I mean, he's, he plays much bigger than he is and really has an impact on the game right away. And then, um, Mario Chalmers uh, sort of dominated. Um, so really, he looked like he was Kevin Durant at times. I mean, just getting to the rim, getting to shots that he knows he can make. Uh, I think that was a, a big-time steal for the Seven Sixers. Um. anything else, Any last things in the draft?
1: Yeah, Jalen Hams broke my heart by getting dropped in summer league because I was all for him until he did that.
0: (laughs) Who dropped him again? It was uh, Dusty Hams.
1: Maybe. I don't even remember. I just was so shocked when it happened that I gave up.
0: Yeah, he touched her pretty hard. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) That was a tough one. Um, But I think this is going to be a really solid draft. I think... (laughs) you'll see a lot of these guys play for a while. Um, Maybe not as many all-stars as a a normal draft, but I think most of these guys are going to come in and play right away um, and get some good minutes and and just be solid, solid role players for a long time.
1: That's good, because I think next year we're going to have a little bit of the opposite. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at a little bit of a lighter draft class with more pop at the top, not more than this year, I mean top three this year was as highly rated as it gets but next year I don't think you're going to be able to fill out your roster too much
0: Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting because next year is all about the guards whereas this year was more about wings and and bigs so um, it's funny how cyclical those are but we'll jump into the uh, NBA free agency Probably the craziest pregnancy we've ever seen. Um, just the
1: craziest illegal signings of people for how many days <laughs> on the tampering, whatever the hell that thing's called.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really funny how that, how double standard that is, but.
1: Can we just get rid of that? Like, when the league year starts, just sign people. I don't need any period beforehand or whatever that you can just talk to people. I got Kemba Walker on a plane to Boston in the tampering thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: What the what, hell? What really needs to get fixed, though, is uh, making trades official so yes. rookies can play in Summer League. I thought that yes. was ridiculous. That DeAndre
1: on draft career. night, that should all be official.
0: Yeah. Like, what are we waiting for? Um, so I think that's one big-time issue that we need to, to solve because um, guys getting, missing out on a valuable run, uh, I think, is, is a crime to them. So um, what, was, what was your favorite move of
1: free agency? Oh, man. My favorite move of free agency? Um... I don't even, I don't have one, really. I just like that they all, I I just like the parody that we have all over the place. I was never, uh, I was never like one to bash the Warriors for having that many superstars because I think it's fun to watch their brand of basketball, but I also think it's going to be fun now to watch five or six teams at the top of the West have 55 wins going into the last weekend of the season.
0: (laughs) I know, it's going to be crazy. I mean, the over-unders came out for team wins and I mean it's insane the Lakers were what 7th on that list? yeah 4th uh,
1: <laughs> in the West I think and 7th no, overall I think, was, like
0: I think they were 5th in the West because I think it went what was it Clippers um, Rockets Jazz Nuggets them,
1: no? or was it or it was it Blazers no Blazers definitely right yeah you might be right
0: was right about the Lakers being 7th in the overall and 5th in the West, but the West went Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, Rockets. Um, Blazers were further down the list. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of really solid moves. Well, let's start with teams. What, what team did you think did, did well outside I of think the
1: I was going to say, I think the Clippers Clippers nailed it. Well, no kidding. Um, (laughs) I think... uh, I mean, as a homer, I really like what Atlanta did, even though that was off the radar a little bit. Just that they kept their young core intact and got way better on the bench and added two young guys that... Well, three young guys, really, that all have pretty good potential through the draft. And then guys like Jabari Parker... Um, and then like Alan Crabb to come off the bench and score and like, actually have a shot to make the playoffs in the east.
0: Yeah, I think Atlanta did do well. Um, they're smart in the way they want to develop their young guys by getting them to play but also have the right veterans in in mind, uh, having them be able to play and show them the, the ropes. I know. It's not the, the most mentor-type veterans on the team this year, where last year they had Dwayne Dedman, Ken Baysmore, really like um, perfect pros, whereas Jabari, Chandler Parsons, um, Alan Crabb, those kind of guys are fighting for, to prove something. Uh, I think that'll give the Hawks more of a chip on their shoulder, that more than they already have, especially Trey. Just to take everything to heart So, um,
1: I also love what Utah did obviously Mike Tommy but then like Jeff Green, Ed Davis I think Utah has set themselves up there's a reason they're the third pick in Vegas right now in the, in the west like, they are in very very good position
0: oh yeah Dom um, very high, you didn't even mention Bojan So there you go, forgot
1: that one uh, didn't get there on the list yet, my bad uh,
0: <laughs> Uh, And then they added Emmanuel Moutier. Dante Exum is going to be healthy. So they're an extremely deep team, extremely defensive, but now have many more playmakers. I mean, you have Mike Connolly, you have Boyan Bogdanovich, um, Moutier, Exum. Like, all these guys are playmakers now, where they last year really relied on Donovan Mitchell because of some injuries and and Joe Ingles is a great playmaker from the wing, so... Uh, yeah,
1: he won't have to score 40 on 30 shots anymore.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, to be fair to Donovan Mitchell, I think, past, I think it was December or somewhere around there, he got back to to the Donovan Mitchell that we know. Um, he had a tough start to the year, but that's to be expected. with.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, and then the playoffs, he didn't really have a choice. It was like... <laughs> They yeah. gave him the ball and should "Help us."
0: Right. So now having Mike Connelly take that pressure off him, um, I think he's going to be really dynamic this year. But get back to those Dwayne Wade comparisons. Um, I, I just really like what Utah did, and I think I picked them to to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, and I don't. I feel very confident in that. Um, Another team that I, I liked, um, what they did with the Pelicans, it feels like they signed 100 people. Um, but, and it's like 100 guys that can actually play. But, I mean, getting J.J. Redick, um, getting Pelly from overseas, is just strong, can shoot, can really play a couple different positions. Um,
1: and now they officially have a Duke lineup. That which is the most important thing you haven't mentioned yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have a Duke lineup, which is—they
1: give up 100, a points per hundred possession. <laughs> but other than that, it would be fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm excited to see DeAndre, or DeAndre, uh, Brandon Ingram, take the leap. Uh, I think now that he's been waiting
1: on for two years now.
0: <laughs> I've never been super high on him, but I think now that he has, is in a, a place where you have a playmaker like Drew Holiday, you have defense all around him, um, someone who can really focus on the offensive side, uh, I think he's going to take a big step forward here and average around 20 a game and be more efficient than was last year, hopefully he takes less 20 foot twos and gets <laughs> either behind the line or it gets into the paint, but um, I, I think... The problem
1: is he's so lanky, he can't figure out where his legs are. That's why he gets inside so many <laughs> yeah.
0: jump shots. I mean, I, I'm, not the, I'm not a person to say, let's eliminate the, the mid-range, because I think if you pump fake, take a one-drip of pull-up off the three, that's a better shot than taking a sidestep three with someone still in your peripheral vision. Um but I like that and then I like them getting Derek Favors for nothing uh, it's crazy Derek Favors is I think only 28 years old he's been elite forever he's one of those guys that's going to play until he's like 35 and you think he's 100 by the time he retires but I think he's going to be very effective for them um Any other teams that you liked?
1: Not really, to be totally honest. I mean, outside the obvious, like everybody's gonna like what, like the Clippers did and the Nets did and all that stuff. But I mean, I think, I think the Warriors did well with what they had to do and when they had to do it. I mean, I think adding D'Lo works out because if he plays extremely well and they really like to the fit there, they keep him and see what happens. If he doesn't work out too well, there's still teams that are gonna want him. I'm sure Phoenix is still gonna be trying to get a guy like D'Angelo Russell. I know Minnesota will want him. Uh, so I think that was not as high of a risk as some people think. And I love Willie Hollystein there too. I feel like that was a couple of years too late getting him there, but um, I mean, losing KD and having your second, best player, but now out for the rest of the year, or at least most of the year, uh, is tough to deal with. So to get a guy like D'Angelo Russell and a guy like Willie Collier-Stein I think fits out works out pretty well.
0: Yeah, and I think he does fit well with Golden State. I think Steph is someone who's really good when he gets the ball early out of his hands and it makes comes off some curl screens and, and pin downs and is able to get moving and um, lose the defense, and I think Delo someone that can really handle the ball, um, run a lot more pick and roll. I mean, they were very limited in pick and roll game last year, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot different this year. I think Delo, Tremont Green pick and roll with Steph coming off screens is a dangerous combo. Uh,
1: and I got to be honest, I think the two best moves they made were getting rid of Iggy and getting rid of Sean Livingston just because you don't have, you're not really in the championship window right now again since you don't have uh, KD anymore so get those contracts off the books and try to figure it out again
0: yeah I mean these, they're, they're a smart team they know that um, they need to get younger they need to add some more length in the wing um, and they, they sort of addressed that I mean they, they signed Alec Burks um, once the Thunder let him renegotiate with teams. Um, and, and I mean, McKinney's the solid player, but I thought they did well with getting Eric Pascal in the second round. Glenn um, Robinson, signing him. I mean, these guys are just athletic wings that can defend and, and hit open shots. So, and Alan Smilegic. Smi- 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 I always forget how to say his name, but um, he he looked Alan Smiley. That's his nickname. Um, he looked he looked really good in summer league. So I'm just worried about their front court. Uh, I mean, they they're able to sign Kevon Looney back and and bring in Willie Kelly Stein, but. Now you're going to have Omar Spellman playing significant minutes. I think, think they'll have to make And then it. Pascal. Yeah, and, I mean, Pascal, I think, is. he's closer to a three than just because of his... He's listed at 6'9", but he's really like 6'4". Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Warriors did well to sort of re-up and just wait till Clay gets back to make that push. But, um, they yeah. at
1: least gave, gave themselves a chance to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And which I, felt unlikely initially.
0: Right. I mean, if it was just Steph and they didn't make that sign trade for, with Durant, I, I think they're on the outside looking in. But getting an all-star back was a big move for them. Um, one other team I want to mention is the Pacers. I think they did really well. Um, they brought in, they traded for T.J. Warren, uh, very solid score, something that they need outside of El Depot. And then they um, brought in Jeremy Lamb, signed Malcolm Brockton. I think they're going to be an unreal defensive team. And I think they have a lot more scoring options. Very similar to what the Jazz did, just they're not quite as good.
1: But, proportionally to the East, it still works out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, no teams that you thought completely missed on the offseason?
1: <laughs> um, completely missed, I mean, in terms of free agent signing, the Lakers obviously didn't do well. They did well with trading for AD, but after that, it did, didn't go in and thought it was going to go at least. Um. I'm not sure there's anyone I think that like, completely missed the boat.
0: Well, the funny thing with the Lakers is what they remind me of is uh, it's like a boyfriend that keeps messing up. And like <laughs> with whatever they mess up with, they do way too much after. Like, so last year they signed a bunch of playmaking type of players like Beasley, Lance Stevenson that mess of a team last year. Um, and then they realized that you need to surround um, LeBron with shooters. And so went out and signed only shooters. I mean, Troy Daniels was their first signing. He, it's on, the only thing he does is shoot. Uh, Danny Green's a shooter. Um, they didn't care about position, clearly, um, because LeBron's their starting point guard. Uh, Kuzma's going to be a three. To get onto the floor, so um, I feel like they just kind of saw that they needed shooters, and that's all they went after. But
1: I mean, I, I still I still like them as a team, just because I think LeBron really it's gonna be crazy this year, but they could have done better.
0: Yeah, we're, I think we're we're. There's a big gap between us on the Lakers.
1: Huh. I mean, un- until I see LeBron not be bad, but, like, this is the first time in forever that he's actually had, like, time off. I feel like that, plus getting a guy like Anthony Davis. I just think – I honestly think LeBron's going to win that this year. I hate Danny Green, in case we didn't say that yet, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think – uh LeBron's gonna be great. He'll probably average 28 8 8 again. Uh, well, I don't know if I told you this. So, LeBron, his career average is 27 and 7. He's never in a game in his career ever finished a game with <laughs> 27 7 and 7. I saw that. That's insane. That is,
1: that is really crazy.
0: And to think about how many games he's played, how many times he's been around that average. To never hit once um, according to sports center lebron has a career average of 27 points seven rebounds seven assists he's played 1437 nba games and has never finished a game with exactly 27 7 and 7 i, I think he's gonna put up crazy numbers it's just i don't trust this team um uh, I really don't think they're – defensively, they're, they're poor. Um,
1: what do you he, mean? Quinn Cook and DeMarcus Cousins don't work well in pick-and-roll <laughs> scenarios?
0: <laughs> I mean, take your pick on who you're going to put in pick-and-roll because you can <laughs> have whoever you want. Um, I just think the perimeter like, – and the guards that are in the West, like, I can't imagine them playing Houston. Like, Harden and Westbrook both will score 50. <laughs> It's just they don't have any perimeter defenders. Avery Bradley, I mean, I have more faith than a lot of people in him. I think he can still defend. But outside of him, like, what is there? Danny Green, I think Danny Green was hidden all last year because of Kawhi and Pascal um, and Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's on one of the best defensive teams in the league. To now to go into one of the worst, I think it's going to really expose him. Um, I just just don't think they have any defense on the outside, but enough about the Lakers. We can save that for another day. <laughs> any last thoughts on free agency
1: Um, uh, I don't think so. I don't think I have. I don't know. I think it went, well, once we found out where the Stars were going, I think everything else kind of went the way we thought, other than the Knicks getting seven powerful forwards, but um... At
0: least one of them's good. Hey, I, I love what the Knicks did this summer. I think they preserved cap for the twenty twenty one season, which is huge because of how much better that one is than next year. Uh, they got a bunch of guys that can, that want to prove it, play that brand of basketball that Fizdale wants. Um, and they have RJ Barrett, so I don't think they needed many wings. Uh, and plus, Marcus Morris can play three. That's, I think, where he's more comfortable. It's really just Julius Randle and Bobby Portis at the four, and then Taj Gibson, and um, I'm forgetting somebody, but Mitchell Robinson at the center. So uh, I liked what the Knicks did.
1: I just don't like that R.J. doesn't have any shooters, still.
0: So. Yeah. It'll come.
1: Hopefully. <laughs> Before they run him out of town, hopefully.
0: And I just want to say that I, I was heartbroken when Ross got traded. Uh, I knew it was coming. Just tough to see. The guy that... At least you can,
1: be, you can be happy knowing he went where he wanted to go, and he's back with Harden. Yeah. Even though you would have liked that to be on OKT,
0: but... But I think that's a really good fit. People say that there's you don't have two balls on the court, so they can't be successful. I think they're going to be insanely successful. For someone who's watched nearly every one of Russell Westbrook's games in his career, um, he is a very willing passer to people he trusts. Um, Harden's one of them. And then you got guys like Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Capella. Um, I really expect Capella to get to almost an all star level because of Westbrook. Harden's not the type of guy that gets centers involved as much as Westbrook does. And I think their pick and rolls are going to be super dangerous when you have a team surrounded with shooters. I mean, in OKC, um, Russ gave Steve Adams about six or seven lobs a game. Russell Westbrook threw on average 11.9 passes to Steven Adams per game. Of those passes, roughly three of them resulted in assists. assist. So that's safe to assume he threw less than six to seven lobs per game. However, Steven Adams received the second most passes per game. And that's with. A non-shooter in the opposite corner that could just dig down on Adams. So now imagine Gordon in the opposite corner with Capella with space, and it's gonna be very easy for him. So I, I think the Rockets are gonna be the best team in the West in the regular season. Damn. Uh, yeah, and I don't. I think they'll they'll put they'll push sixty wins.
1: Alright, so I'll trade you, the Lakers, and you have Houston. I'll have the Lakers. We'll have a little friendly wager of who, who gets farther.
0: I would love to take that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Deal. Um, but yeah, I'm super high on the Rockets. Alright, so speaking of friendly wagers, let's pick over-unders for like the playoff. I guess we can just go down the list if you really want to. Yeah,
0: let's just go down the list. We'll track it.
1: Alright, so we're going to go in alphabetical order, Uh, the real alphabet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so first one is Bucks over under 57.
0: Over, barely.
1: I'm going to go, I'll go over also. Uh, Then we have Clippers 55 and a half. I'm
0: going to say under by half game.
1: I'm going to say over for that one, but it's going to be close. That's that's a good number. Uh, 76ers, 54.5. Over. I'm going under.
0: Ooh, got some disagreements already. Love it.
1: <laughs> Jazz, 52.5. Over. Over also. Nuggets, 52.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say over. So
1: that's like perfect number. <laughs> yeah
0: but I'm going to say they get to 53 or 54.
1: Yeah, I'll say... I feel like I'm going to have a lot of teams with like 55 wins at the end of this. Um, I'll go over also.
0: The reason... So, I just want to say this about the Nuggets. I think they have so much continuity. I mean, they have literally the same roster. Plus... How many
1: did they win last year?
0: Uh, 54, I think. The Denver Nuggets went 54 in 28 last season. Um, plus adding Jeremy Grant, which is one of the underrated moves of the offseason. I think he's an absolute perfect fit for Jokic. Um, He's basically Paul Millsap with unreal jumping ability. I mean, at this point in Paul Millsap's career. And he shot, I think, 38% from threes in the corner. Jeremy Grant shot 39.9%. Overall, from three-point land, and thirty-nine point seven percent off of catch and shoot. So I mean, absolute perfect for the Nuggets' offense. Defensively, going to really bring a dynamic shot blocker that they didn't have. So,
1: and the one aspect of continuity they don't have is they're adding Michael Porter Jr., who <laughs> quite possibly could have been the best player in last year's draft class if he's healthy.
0: Yeah, and I mean they bring Gary Harris is going to be a healthy offseason. Will Barton will be back. Um, I I love this team. But
1: all right, so we're yeah. over fifty two for the Rockets. Yeah. Rockets fifty two over under
0: <laughs> saw that one coming.
1: Here comes another one. The Lakers fifty one and a half under over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Celtics, 49 and a
0: half. This is the one I've been battling with. I think the Celtics are going to be a better team than last year. But I don't know how much better. <laughs> what
1: did they get last year?
0: I think right they around this. this one? I think they were at 48. Oh, really? The Boston Celtics were 49 and 33 last year. Pretty sure. Oh
1: yeah, they were what four seed?
0: Yeah. I can't keep saying over, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> somebody's gotta lose.
0: I'm gonna say over for now. All
1: right, I'll say over for. Ah, the... uh, no, I'm saying under for that one.
0: I'm just gonna Pacers hammer under right now. now. Huh? I'm just gonna hammer under from now
1: on. <laughs> That's what you saved the bottom of the list for. It's funny how the (laughs) names at the top of the list are all... Also, this is not alphabetical order, in case you're wondering. This is literally an order of wins. I just looked at the first two, and it was a B and a C, so I was like, oh, it's probably alphabetical. (laughs) I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Now that I just said that out loud. All right, anyways, back to my alphabet. Uh, Pacers, 48 and a half.
0: Another team I want to say over for. (laughs)
1: I'm going over
0: for that one also. <laughs> yeah, I am going to say over. Like 49. More
1: Depot back. Ah, uh, Blazers, forty seven and a half.
0: and a half. So they get 47, so under. Yeah, I'm going under also. I think the loss of Harkless and Amino defensively is going to be a big
1: drop-off. Yep. Um, They do have... Uh, Nurkic coming back, though.
0: Jesus, this is hard. And they have Hassan Whiteside, who's pumped to be
1: there, but... Yeah, so. but he's just going to ruin it anyways. Yeah. Uh, Nets 47. Under. I'm going over.
0: I think Kyrie will be finishing the top five of MVP.
1: And they'll be bad? Yeah. Uh, Warriors forty-seven. Over. I'm going under. Wow, we are going to have polar opposite results here. <laughs> One of us is going to be right. <laughs> or we're both just going to get half of them right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raptors forty-five.
0: Under. I think I say forty-four. Yeah,
1: I'm going under. Heat forty-three and a half. Over. Um, Really? Yeah. I'm going under. Ah no, it's Jimmy Butler. I'm going over. Never mind, over.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think they'll eventually add Chris Paul, at some point.
1: I was kind of hoping for Bradley Beal.
0: <laughs> uh, I doubt it. I think. Me that, too. I think a, a surprise team to look for Bradley Beal is the Nuggets.
1: It'll be the Rockets. <laughs> it's always the Rockets. When in doubt, it's the Rockets. <laughs> Uh, Spurs, 43 and a half. Under. Damn you, I'm going over. Don't you doubt them. <laughs> uh, I just, I
0: told you, I think they're going to have a fire sale at the deadline.
1: I think the fire sale is going to be the one that the two seed in the West and people start to panic. Uh, Maverick, 41. Over. I'm going under. Too soon. One more year. Let me see a healthy poor Zengas before I go crazy. Yeah. Magic, 40.5. Over, for sure. Very uh, what is that in the East? One, two... For eighth. Um, yeah, I'll go over. I'm very they stayed that, I think. Getting boost switch back, and they're mostly the same. They brought the
0: the same team back. They added Alpha Camino. Uh, they're going to get, hopefully, Fultz back. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. I forgot about... Jesus Christ, where's you been?
0: So, I, I, I don't know. And Steve Clifford. And Jonathan Isaac is my pick for most improved. Um, put on a ton of weight in the offseason. He's going to be ready for the, the grueling season. So. And Mo is going to be um, healthy. So, I, I just think the Magic are – they can push for a sixth seed for sure. All
1: right, Pelicans,
0: 39. God, I don't like this one.
1: I'm going under. I think they. I'm going to give them a year. Also. Yeah, I'm going under too.
0: Barely uh, Pistons. Huh? Barely under though. Yeah.
1: Pistons thirty-seven and a half.
0: I'm going to say under. I think they. They get rid of everybody, except Late. <laughs> yeah, I'm going under it too. <laughs> I love Dwayne Casey, but yeah, that's a tough roster.
1: Kings thirty-seven. Over. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I had already written over down to you. <laughs> uh,
1: Hawks 36.
0: That's high for them. Like, yes, it for is. the over under number. I'm going to say I'm, get I'm going under just because
1: I have a theory. You said under? So, yeah. So last year, every good team they played, they kept it relatively close for, like, most of those games. And I feel like it was just because teams just didn't really show up for it. But now that they got beat a few times by the Hawks, I feel like next year they're just going to get blown out by the good teams. And then they're going to lose some of those games that they snuck out.
0: I can see that. I'm taking it I I
1: mean, I think they win, like, mid 30 I'll say, like, 34 or something. But I think next year would be the year to have, like, a 39 to 40, something like
0: that. Well, I'm sure they hit, what, 30 wins?
1: Uh... 29
0: maybe the Atlanta Hawks went 29 and 53 last season
1: they were really
0: bad last year like
1: yeah like they're talent wise
0: year. yeah I think they got a lot better talent wise but like you said they still people,
1: don't really trusted though
0: I think they can, they can push out 7 or 8 more wins than last year
1: so it's right on that number yeah are you going over or under
0: I said over all right. I think they get to um, 37.
1: Wolves 35.
0: I'm gonna say over, because of what I'm seeing. I'm with, under. with Ryan Saunders and how, how the teams really gravitated towards him.
1: No yeah. more ties. No more wins. Sorry.
0: Well, I think they can All get. Jeff Teague is a tradable contract. It's gonna be they're gonna trade him to a team that had playoff hopes but kind of falls off and steal a good player from them.
1: Good, trading for ties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Thunder 31. Wow, big old drop off there.
0: I'm going to say over because I think Chris Paul plays for the first half of the season for them. They have like 20, 20 wins by the time he gets traded. Just got to squeeze out. I'm
1: going to say under. <laughs> This would be a fun one. Bulls, 30 and a half. Over. Yeah, I'm going over too. <coughs> you know I'm very high in the Bulls. <laughs> Higher than I am, but I will say that I went over 30 games. Uh, Wizards, 28 and a half. Under. Yes, please. Smashing that under. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next <Knicks>, 27. Under. <laughs> yep, me too. Uh, Grizzlies 25 and a half. Under. I'm gonna go over on that one. Just barely. I can't go under on every single bad team.
0: What? Uh, I mean, they, they just don't have any offense. I
1: don't know, but we'll I, I just want to see Jai out there and see what happens. John, Jaron Jackson Jr.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. Uh, Cavs 24. Under. Yep.
0: They stink.
1: And then last one is Hornets 24. Can oh, wow. I take half of that and go with 12?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they get to 19.
1: i <laughs> will do it. Although so I mean, what you just learned is the top is very similar and the bottom stinks.
0: <laughs> the bottom is very bad. Like, the awful, to, to be honest, but, um, <laughs> There's going to be legitimately like, I would say 25 competitive teams.
1: Would you Yeah, that works. Nah, maybe even less than that. Who. who Wizards, Knicks, Suns, Grizzlies, Cats, and Hornets. Wait, did oh, we say Suns? I think so. Oh, I might have skipped them.
0: Yeah, I was like, I didn't They're say at 27. anything. They're at what?
1: I say under 27. I'm going to say over. Alright.
0: I was like, I don't remember saying anything about the Suns. I I like what they did. I think that was
1: when I started looking for a team to say over on the bottom, so I skipped (laughs) to the Grizzlies.
0: But I I like what they did with adding Ricky Rubio, getting a true point guard that moves the ball. Devin Booker was great at point guard last year, but I think he's better receiving the ball than giving it out, and then... Mikal Bridges and DeAndre Eaton, I think they'll continue to get better. Uh, I, I like their team.
1: Alright. Alright, so... Wizards time?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss one of the really bad teams in the NBA. Um, break them down <laughs> a little bit. So... They're a totally different team. Um, really added a bunch of different people. Um, they got just sort of jumped into that Lakers um uh, Pelicans trade and grabbed Isaac Bonga, um, Mo Wagner and Jamario Jones. Um, I think Bonga has a ton of potential. He's a if You really know those
1: people are good for you. What's that? I said if you know if you're listening, you know those people are good for you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Bonga but like he is an incredible defender, has a ton of size. Um, he's kind of similar to Sekoua Dumboya, a rookie for the Pistons drafted. Um, it's in terms of style of play, they're, s- they're both 6'9", prefer to play on the perimeter, even play shooting guard. Um, and have incredible length and can defend. Um, I think he has a ton of potential. And then Wagner, he, I mean, he played well in Summer League, played well last year in the limited time he played. Um, we won't get into his personal beliefs, but um, I don't know if you saw what, the stuff on Twitter about it, but not good. Um, and then Jamario Jones is a decent athlete. I don't think he'll play too much. Um, and then they brought in Isaiah Thomas, giving him a chance to redeem himself, going to be most likely the starting point guard. Um, traded for Air Smith. Uh, traded for CJ Miles, which was a solid trade. And also, um, brought in Davis Bertans from the Spurs, which is a very underrated move. He's a credible shooter. At 6'10". Uh, something that the, the Wizards' depths really needed. So... Um, What do you think of their team?
1: I mean, I think Bradley Beal's wildly underrated. Um, But with that being said, he also doesn't have much to do, uh, much help here. I'm not crazy about Troy Brown. I don't think they had a great draft last year. And I think this year they did a little bit better. Um, Rui was all, whatever the heck that is, all summer league team or something like that, first team. Garrison Matthews, I don't think he'll ever really play too much this year, but he can score. And Justin Robinson, I think, is a nice could be like a nice second or third point guard in the NBA from Virginia Tech. And then Schofield, um, just his body is an NBA NBA ready frame, but he can also play a little bit. He proved me wrong with his jump shot last year. Still don't know if he can put together two years in a row, but we'll see. Um, and then I really like them getting Isaiah just because I think that's a perfect fit for him just to kind of <laughs> go crazy and see what he can still do and then hopefully sign a big contract next year uh, after should have signed a big contract a few years ago and then suffered the injury problems and everything. But overall, this team, even though they're bad right now, they're going to be bad for a little while because their cap situation's just got awful.
0: Yeah. John Wall, I think he's putting in the work, and I think he he'll come back strong as ever. Um, but he's making a ton of money. Um, going to be making for, And his
1: his game is built on his speed and athleticism, and coming off of a pop Achilles is going to be tough to get to a hundred percent of what he was. Yeah, um,
0: but I I do think he'll get back to an All Star level point guard, top fifteen point guard in the NBA, but. Again, making 44, 45, 46 million in the next three years. It's, it's a lot um, to be making. Probably not gonna play this year. And then you're gonna have a comeback year where you're just getting your legs under you. Um, and then in your last year of contract, kind of getting back to that normal job, more expected. So. Um, I think it's just a team that has a lot, a lot of young guys, a lot of guys are evaluating gonna try to figure it out throughout the year. Um, I mean, they re-signed Thomas Bryant, which is a decent move, I think. A little more expensive than I would have liked, um... Yeah, I mean, getting a veteran like C.J. Miles, who just had foot surgery, it uh, was a good move. But if he can't get back on the floor, then I yeah, can't really help. So I don't know. I I just think the Wizards are going to be one of the worst teams in the league next year. Um, not really much of potential of surprising people with this type of roster. And I think Bradley Beal ultimately gets traded. Um, Probably in December, January.
1: How uh, does Scott Brooks make it through the year? What's that? Does Scott Brooks make it through the year as the coach?
0: I think he will. Um, I know Tommy Shepard, the newly named GM. Um, Scott Brooks has a good relationship. Uh, I think he'll make it one more year. So next after next season, if uh, if they make. Any kind of moves and they don't show improvement, I think Scott Brooks is gone after after next season, but yeah i think I think he's pretty safe at this point. I mean if you look at up and down this roster once you pass Bradley Beal, it's seven and eight type of players on any other team, and these are their third and fourth best players, like um, I think they're a, they were a really bad team. <laughs> um, I mean, looking at their starting lineup, probably going to be Zay Thomas, Bradley Beal in the backcourt. Um, and now with the the CJ Miles injury, it's probably going to be Troy Brown starting at small forward. Um, Davis Bertans at the power forward. Mo Wagner at center. But then, like, he bring... Rui and, no,
1: Thomas Bryant.
0: Yeah, I mean, they could shift davis Bertans up to the small forward and have uh, Wagner and Bryant start in the front court, but then defensively. I'm going
1: to make a small bet they start Rui.
0: Eventually they will. Rui will be in the starting lineup, I think, relatively early into the, to the season. But I think Scott likes to protect his rookies. Um. Yeah, uh, it's just a tough lineup to look at. And And then it's even tougher when you start looking at the bench. Well, and it's funny because they have they have to cut three people. And like looking at who they cut, it's like, well, if you cut him, he's just as good as this guy, and you have to leave him (laughs) on the roster. It's like. I don't know. I think they end up cutting like Tariq Phillip, Justin Robinson probably. I don't know because they only have two point guards. I don't know. Yeah, I I got Um. I think they should leave an open roster spot where they can just keep trying out different young guys and see if they hit with any of them. Um, They signed Phil Booth. Yesterday to exhibit ten, so basically just signed up for the summer and for uh, their G League affiliate, Um, which is not a bad signing, but again, four year player in the in the in college Um, typically don't have that big of upside, Um, but yeah, I mean, right now they're at. Their active roster cap is at 130 million.
1: We're two guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, and then I think next year it gets a little better. I mean, next year they're, geez, John will making 41 million. To, <laughs> um, and, and we should say that. Bradley Beal didn't get offered yesterday I think it was yesterday um, the three year 111 million dollar extension that he was eligible for first day he was eligible for
1: which Um, he will not
0: sign uh, he's not going to sign that I'm very confident Uh, I think he's just going to because one he if he waits till next summer he can sign the super max extension especially if he gets All-NBA um, and one of those teams I get the Supermax that John Wall got. Um, so wouldn't make sense for him to sign it even if he wanted to stay with the Wizards. I think it was just more formality that, hey, it's the first day we can offer you this, we're going to offer it to you. It's kind of a good faith move. Um, but yeah, what are some Bradley Beal teams you would like to see him on?
1: Um... I like the Nuggets that you said. That would be fun. Miami would be sweet. Uh, the Lakers, I'm sure, even though I have nothing to offer, would love to have them. Um, you think Philly would ever try?
0: Um, it's difficult because there's the big salaries that they have. I don't see them trading. Like they're not going to trade Ben Simmons, they're not going to trade Embiid or Horford unless Horford really fails. But then he's not going; they won't trade for him. Um, so I mean, they don't have like a ton of big, big contracts. They'd have to basically package their entire team to to get right. them. So uh, I just don't see it for Philly. Um, I think interesting team if they if they start strong it would be the the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I can see the Wizards liking Andrew Wiggins, uh, and centering a trade around that, and getting Cat with Bradley Beal. Um, almost like a Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins, and some, some future picks, could probably get that deal done. Uh, but yeah, I think logically the nuggets make the most sense because what they their offer is just probably the best. I think if you'd send over Gary Harris, um, Malik Beasley, Michael Porter Jr. and some picks, I think you can't beat that one. And that would have a a starting lineup of Jamal Murray, Bradley Beal, Will Barton. Millsap and Jokic with Jeremy Grant coming off the bench and Monte Morris. I think that's a, a Western Conference Finals team. So, yeah. It'll be interesting, but I, I think Bradley Beal's off the team before February. I hope so. Yeah, for his sake. I mean, he's put a lot into this team. He's definitely grown with them. He's a the third overall pick, and I think it was a draft that no one really knew who was going third. Uh, and kind of shocked some people that he went third, but he's all that and more.
1: Uh, also, two completely unrelated things that I just saw because I got two alerts for it, but um, Anthony Cowens scored 50, 52 last night in the Kenner League. In what league? Kenner, the D.C. like oh. kind of like... Uh, That kind of – what's the one in New York called? Dykeman? Yeah. Same thing, but not as good, obviously. But um, he scored 52, which I think is insane. And then football-related, the Giants lost Corey Coleman to a torn ACL yesterday. They lost Sterling Shepard to a broken thumb. And now Golden Tate has been suspended for four games. So that's great. Good thing they don't have a generational receiver on their roster. All right. Anyways, back to basketball. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say, to be honest, I didn't know any of those guys were on the Giants you know, outside of yep. Sterling Shepherd.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the life of me. Yeah. All right. So, what's next?
0: <laughs> um, anything you want to learn about the salary cap, anything like that?
1: I want to know about that Exhibit Ten Day thing because nah, I still don't really get it. Okay.
0: Well, that works out perfect. Especially
1: um, since my guy race Balding is on one.
0: Oh, race Ball, yeah, that was a good signing by Atlanta. I think he he played, he was effective for Phoenix. It's kind of shocked Phoenix to bring him back. Um, but
1: also be, Rick Pitino has been tweeting him up big time. Has he? Yeah, saying that he's like an, he can be a a star, he just needs to be given a chance with the right opportunity, and that he's one of his favorites he's ever coached, and like, he he went crazy for him.
0: I mean, he's a really solid player.
1: And he's gonna, if Atlanta keeps him, he fits them well, as a rim-protecting rim-runner pick. He's like a knockoff Jackson Hayes. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I do like him. I think he can be a rotation type player. Um, and getting him on Exhibit 10, which that brings us to that. Um, basically, an Exhibit 10 is a way a team can, they attach that to their contract and they can give them a bonus of anywhere from $5,000 to $50,000. Um, and typically when it's under that $50,000 mark, Uh, they can retain them to their G League team. Uh, And so they can play on the G League team and they have the right to convert them to a two-way contract. So it's a kind of way to get a guy to stay on the G League team and not lose them. Um, What if
1: you already have two, two ways?
0: Well, if you convert them, you'd have to get rid of one of them. Um, okay. so, so it's basically a way to have three two-way players. Um, it, they would have to stay on the G League team for at least 60 days. Um, so and So
1: if, on this contract, he can just play on the G League team, but not be converted yet? Yeah,
0: and they would still have rights. right to, like, a, a team can't just come in and, and sign All right. race ball into a 10-day deal or something like that. They would have to because they have his his rights um, so it allows teams to, to sign a player that they want to look at more extensively in the G League uh, and potentially convert them so right now the Hawks have two two-way players and it's, remind me who they are <laughs>
1: Charlie, Charlie Brown and uh, the Goodwin kid from oh Brandon Goodwin yep
0: yep um that. So, we'll have those two guys. Um, I mean, Goodwin is a point guard, Charlie Brown's a shooting guard. So, I see one of them sticking around, and then eventually um, the Hawks converting him to a two way to race balling to a two way. Um, so, they,
1: they signed Charlie Brown kind of early, but they also need a point guard. So, Brandon Goodwin theoretically should be the one that stays because we don't have any guards. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see how they, they, they look at it, because I think Evan Turner being the backup point guard gives them some leeway. Um, but interesting thing to also talk about is they can, a team can or a contract can have both Exhibit 9 and Exhibit 10. So Exhibit 9 just basically takes away really any liability a team has if we the player gets injured, which kind of sucks because it's like these guys are barely getting yeah, money. So if they they get hurt, um, then like they're kind of they get nothing out of it. But if they convert the two way, or convert the exhibit ten to a two way, um, then that exhibit nine goes away. So then they, they're completely liable for even if they get hurt. So, it's very rare to see a, a contract go from Exhibit 10, the two-way, to an NBA contract,
1: but um, I think well, it gives it was, you a chance, at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's another thing to mention, it's not counting against the salary cap or anything like that. So, just sort of paying them good faith.
1: Yeah, that works.
0: Yeah, that's what the Exhibit 10, I know we, you see it. This is the time of year that you'll, you'll see it because teams have filled out their roster. Now they want to get a couple, an extra guy to look at, so they'll assign someone to the Exhibit 10. Um, any other little tidbits you want to talk about?
1: I think I'm good. We can save it for the next one.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll do another one here uh, in the upcoming week. Um, just sort of making our way down through the teams. Like we did last year, try to get all of them before playoffs and the tournament starts. So
1: yeah, now we actually started before the season starts. So
0: yeah, we should be able to get through all of them. And sorry to the wizard fans out there, who didn't go too deep into <laughs> that. It's just you know why. Yeah, it'll be better in a few years. But Trust in Tommy Shepard. <laughs> all right. Well, see you guys next time. Sorry if I'm blunt, but your boy kind of faded Just need a chick to throw it back when I'm lazy right. Love it or hate it, doing my two steps it fresh from the shoes to the
1: crew It ain't too yet Make a rubber before we run out Party all night till the sun's out hey, We don't with basics Got the cups lined up in the basement Party hard till the cops show up Get out on the floor All I wanna know, can we turn this thing out?